Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, everybody, to the Mr. Boxing Guru podcast. It is me, Sal, Mr. Boxing Guru, your host. Happy Monday, if it is Monday that you're listening to this. Again, thank you so much for taking the opportunity to listen to this. Again, it's only getting better. The stutters hopefully are going away. And we could get started with a good show. Now, today we have a very interesting show. I just got back from the 360 show. Um, So, again, I'm recording this a little late. I think it's now midnight. So, um, again, happy Monday. Uh, We got... The Munguia fight. We got Ju Can versus Jesus Rojas. Uh, we have Virgil Ortiz that fought this weekend. Uh, we fought, what do we have? Keith Thurman, Josito Lopez. So let's get to it, man, because it was very interesting, very fun. And again, a lot of good stuff actually happened. So, first things first is Jaime Munguia defended his WBO junior middleweight title. Uh, versus uh, Takashi Inoue. No, it's not the Takashi, the one with the rainbow hair but it's a it's actually Takeshi not Takashi so Takeshi Inoue um and what a fun fight honestly on paper I didn't think there was going to be much of a fight I thought I, I wanted to go see um some friends that came from uh, uh Texas playing that that they are going to be doing my intro so big shout out to the Anaya brothers um I'm going to start using their intro pretty soon and they're, and they're great music for you guys that like Norteño music. So it's going to be a quick little intro that we're going to use. But nonetheless, I thought it was going to be a quick uh, and short fight. I, I thought it was one of those fights where, okay, this kid's just going to, we're going to showcase a fighter on, on the zone. And we're going to move forward. But no, you know what? He knew it was on, on Mugia's ass. And he, you know, he was the aggressor the whole fight. Yes, you know, Mugia fought. And and but he, it almost seems like he's or Alcazar is trying to transform him into something that he's not. Look, he, Mungia is a very, it's a very big kid for 154, and in my opinion, even for 160 pounds. But Alcazar always tries to do this to his fighters, try to have him on his toes, just jumping around, moving on the ring, very a lot of nervous energy, sort of like like. Oscar De La Hoya, but he has to understand fighters like Oscar De La Hoya comes one in a lifetime. He's never going to see another fighter like that. So for him to try to make all these fighters that he gets, he tried doing that with Jesse Vargas as well, and now he's trying to do it with Munguia. It's just not going to happen. Munguia is one of those fighters that has a very imposing style, 
So why not take advantage of that? Yes, you know, keep. He should have had um, Mungia keeping uh, Inoue at the end of a stick, and just you know fight every use his jab and 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 follow through with everything behind the jab. But he he didn't do that. So is it time for Alcazar to just go away? I mean, do we have to read some of the playbook from Oscar De La Hoya how he got rid of him very quickly in his career? I mean, again, it's always very easy to blame the trainer, and most fighters do. But in this case, you have to kind of look at the pros and cons. Was this really something that was brought in by Mungia, or was it actually Alcazar? It's, it's Alcazar has a proven track record of him trying to do this to his fighters, where he tries to, you know, just have him on his toes. And sometimes, again, these fighters don't have it to where they should do that. And and in this case, this. You can't help but to think of how would Mungia do with a trainer like Robert Garcia? How would he do with a trainer like Joel Diaz? Somebody that would just teach him how to impose his will on, on these fighters. And also, one thing that, that I got from, from Inoue, because let's not just make it all about Jaime Mungia, but Inoue, how would he do at 160 versus a guy like Lemieux that's about the same size, both stocky, I think it'll be a great fight. Now, would he be willing to go to 160? I mean, who knows? But I don't know. Something right after the fight, that's something that I thought about. I mean, how great would a fight with Inoue and Lemieux be? And also, just to take it back to to uh, Mungia, does he really need to get rid of that belt? Because from my understanding, he was struggling a lot to make 154 pounds. Does he need to get rid of the belt? And just go back to basics and actually transform himself into a legitimate 160-pound contender. I would like to see him do that just because I think the belt came too easy. Look who he won it from. Cotto uh, originally had the belt. I, I, I don't recall, at least at the top of my head, who Cotto had it. But being the end of the day, Saddam Ali took it from him. It was a very old Cotto order that really got old overnight. Um... And then Mungia took it from, from Saddam Ali. Saddam Ali, of course, is a natural 147-pounder. At least that's what his chin tells us. Uh, so it's time. And it was a great belt to get it because at least he, he accomplished that. The you know Jaime Mungia is now a champion, but now it's time to it's time to develop him as a 160-pound uh, champ. So it's time to take it easy, bring him up the right way, and eventually get what he wants because I know he wants those monsters at 160. He wants that super fight with Canelo. And and I get it. That's the reason to go to Golden Boy. But now it's time to build him into an actual title contender, but at 160 pounds. Now, on that same card, we had uh, Zoo Khan, who actually took on uh, Jesus Roja. And actually, not only did he take on Jesus Rojas, he actually took his belt in a very fan-friendly fight. Look, this fight, in my opinion is the best fight of 2019, hands down, as far as action was. I mean, this is a very fan-friendly fight. Uh, we got to see a lot of blows, a lot of chingas thrown from beginning to end. Um, and when it's all said and done, we have to think about, so So what What now? Do Does Rojas get his rematch? Because he sure as hell deserves it. A lot of people saw him winning the fight. I saw one fighter that went out to Twitter and, and immediately said, I want I want uh, the can fight, the shoe can fight. And that was Jojo Diaz. 
But then again, Jojo has a tough assignment uh, versus Charles Huerta, so I, I would hope Jojo's not overlooking him. Um, so if Jojo can make the, the, what is it, 126 pounds, if I'm not mistaken, um, would that be a great fight? Would that be something they would like to make? Absolutely. I think Jojo is craving for a belt. He beat Rojas last time. And, but, you know, of course, we we all know about the Jojo not not making the weight, so that was out of the question. Hopefully, I mean, that that's something that popped in right, right into my head. As soon as I saw Jojo's tweet, I said, okay, maybe this is something that we could work with. Uh, hopefully, he gets a fight. But then again, um, Charles is a hell of a fighter, man. It's gonna be it's gonna be difficult trying to top Charles, and I I really can't wait for their fight on the ninth of uh, August on the zone. Um, so on the undercard of this, uh, the zone card as well was Virgil Ortiz actually stopped Jesus Valdez. Now Valdez didn't get to see the sixth round. This is a very durable Valdez, but let's be honest, Valdez. It's a 130-pound fighter. You're asking Valdez to fight, like, what, 144? Because I, I don't think uh, uh, Virgil Ortiz was able to make the weight. But the fact of the matter, but I, I, I like what they're doing with Virgil, Virgil Ortiz. Look, Golden Boy has, Golden Boy knows what they're doing. They, they have their top guys, but they know which ones to promote and which ones are going to generate interest, and they know which ones they can build into big attractions in the future. Virgil Ortiz, we know he's not that guy that's calling out fighters. Um, he's not doing kiki videos. He's not saying, oh, I want to fight Manny Pacquiao sometimes. He's not saying, oh, where's Tank? I want to fight Tank. He's not out there looking for clout, calling out fighters that, that we all know are not going to happen right now. He's not that chihuahua barking behind the fence. He knows what he's knows whose job is it to promote. Well-spoken kid and whatnot, but he's not going to talk out of his ass like some of the other Golden Boy fighters. Um, so he lets that circus to the side. He lets Oscar handle that and whatnot. He doesn't get involved in that. But what he what they are doing, and, and of course I credit that to to Golden Boy matchmaker Robert Diaz is that he's matching him with the right opponent at the right time. I think Virgil is is in to the point where he's maybe about two, three fights from actually fighting for a title. And based on the 140-pound landscape, I think grabbing some portion or some portion of an alphabet belt is very obtainable. Um, you know, with all these super champions and regular champions and whatnot, I think it's something that can be done uh, by the end of, either this year or early next year. Um, so kudos to Golden Boy. I think if there's one fighter that they have that the overall public should be looking at is really Virgil Ortiz. I haven't seen something this special, at least in my opinion, since Fernando Vargas. Um, and to a certain extent, I mean, I know it sounds crazy now, but uh, uh, Victor Ortiz. Um, but if you guys remember right, when Virgil, when uh, Victor Ortiz was coming up, he was looking like a monster. I think one of his first fights that I that I really got to see, like really focus on, on Victor Ortiz, was versus Arne Udis, and uh, that that was a hell of a fight. So, but nonetheless, it, it, it's a great. He's a great fighter, Virgil Ortiz, and uh, I I think he's the goods, and hopefully Golden Boy does good work for him. Um, as far as on the other side of the, uh, what was this in uh, New York? 
And it actually was on Fox, a regular Fox on your channel 11 if you're in LA or wherever you're at, your Fox uh, channel. We had Keith Thurman beats Josecito Lopez just as planned because this was, remember, this is a tune-up. This is Keith Thurman's get back here, so he beat Josecito Lopez. But what do we learn here? I mean, he was supposed to be Josecito Lopez. Um, we all said that if Josito Lopez, if there was ever a chance, this was it for Josito Lopez to to win versus a monster like uh, Keith Thurman. But what did Keith Thurman show us? I mean, he got, what, on the seventh round or something like that, I believe? His head was wobbled all over the place. If it wasn't because Lopez blew his load, he might have even been stopped there. And this is the, 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 the biggest, most eloquent talker that PBC has that could apparently beat everyone and their mom but you also got to think about what if a 40 year old Manny Pacquiao would have been in there that night instead of Lopez, or even worse a young Terrence Crawford a Errol Spence shit even a Mikey Garcia any of those guys in my opinion would have pulled it off and, and, and got the upset. Now again, let's give Keith the benefit of the doubt. It has been over two years or about two years that he's been out of the ring. But you can't help to kind of think, huh, what would really happen if you fought another fighter? Now, I hear all these people saying, well, he hasn't been hit in the face in so long. Yeah, he has. You know, it's not like he's his first day back in the gym. He's been working out, he's been fighting, he's been sparring. You remember, the, these fights are one in, the, in, in, in sparring in, in, the, in, the, in the gym. So, he has been putting in that work. So, hopefully, um, we get to see a better version of Keith. But if if this is the Keith that we got now that's struggling with C-level opponents, man, are we in for a, a, a rough 2019 for one time, Keith Thurman. Um, like I told you guys earlier... I, I just got back a little earlier from Tom Loeffler's uh, 360 event, and big shout out to Tom Loeffler, Mike Styles. Every time I go to their event, they're, they're always very courteous, very kind. They really take care of me as as, as a boxing fan, you know, or as, or as some actually say as part of boxing media. <laughs> um, they put on great fun events, especially on the Sunday. I mean, which is a lot better to get to than you know them fighting on a Monday or on a Tuesday. But it was a good good card. You know, I want to see a, a fighter, uh, George Navarro, uh, which, you know, wear the Adidas gloves today. So he, he got his impressive knockout. Hopefully we get to see a good future from him. Uh, but the main event that they had was Maricela Cornejo. And supposedly she won versus Aaron Tohill. Um Now, Tohill is, is a 40-year-old lady uh, that hasn't been active as a boxer in over a decade. Now, I don't know about you guys, but you don't get a you don't get a gimme fight like that. You know, at least not as a regular fighter. And, and Maricela Cornejo got that. Now, kudos to Tom for jumping on that. He saw somebody that got released from their contract or their contract expired from Golden Boy and then Cornejo. And decided to, you know, put two two girls and, and make it make it an event and, and it was a fun event to go to. But we also have to be equal as equal as possible when it comes to calling these fights. We can't cry wolf 
on certain fighters and not on the other. Maricela Cornejo did not win that fight. Maricela Cornejo won maybe three rounds off of that fight. You see, and this is what turns people off of boxing. You know, you want to support women boxing. You want to see women boxing do well. When you when you get these type of decisions, I mean, do you really want to go through the motions of this? I mean, this girl didn't win the fight, but somehow we gave it to her. And they weren't even gracious and and taking and and accepting that they really lost the fight. They just took that W and like it was a nothing. So kudos to Aaron. I know this was this was a tough task. I was really rooting for her. Um because I wanted to see her do good. I mean, I, I know Cornejo's not much of a fighter. Um, and, and it showed in the ring. So, yeah, that was that. That was that from uh, from 360 show. Uh, again, I saw a lot of fun fun folks. I saw, you know, uh, Fino Boxing. Uh, good good folks at Fino Boxing. We saw my good friend Fern, uh, 323. A lot of you guys might know him. He's worked at every boxing media company I think there is some among men from the boxing rundown Rodrigo uh, Molinar from uh, War Media um, there uh, uh, just a bunch of folks and, and, and glad to see everybody in the boxing media is, is still friendly to each other uh, but that's it as far as this weekend goes um, let's talk about what, what we have for, for next week because I think next weekend on ESPN I think it's February 2nd on, on Saturday uh, we have the rematch of Sergey Kovalev versus uh, Elder uh, Alvarez. Now, Alvarez, the Colombian, Alvarez last time actually knocked out Kovalev. Uh, I'm not sure why this fight is being done so soon, but kudos to Kovalev for taking on the fight. Now, the question is, is it, re- is it a repeat from last fight? Or is this actual redemption? Now... There's a couple of things that that are kind of strike me as odd. I mean, you got to think about uh, Kovalev going out through going through all this with uh, you know his legal matters that are going on and and, and whatever's going on there. Um, he's got Buddy McGurn in his corner too, so expect for this fight to be stopped prematurely because everybody knows Buddy McGurn. If Buddy McGurn's your trainer, he has. U.S.'s best interest, so he's going to try to stop the fight as soon as possible and make sure he gives you another chance to fight another day. Good, but at the same time, kind of bad for the fact because you don't get to see that 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 well-deserved knockout that the other guy um, created. Um, so that's that's it for Kovalev. I mean, what do you guys... I, I, I'm curious to know what other people think about this, but Kovalev, in my opinion, gets knocked out in under six rounds. The fight gets stopped and gets stopped prematurely by the good old Buddy McGirt. Um, and and that ends that. That ends the reign of Kovalev. That's another L to the NWA shirt that I created a couple of years back. But nonetheless, it should be a fun fight. You're going to get a knockout, and the undercard is stacked because we got we to gotta think about it. We got Teofimo Lopez versus Diego Magdaleno on that undercard. It's going to be a fun fight until Teofimo Lopez decides, yeah, it's time for my Fortnite dance, so let me get out of here. Let me do my little patitas and do whatnot. Um, Diego Magdaleno is, is is a good opponent at this time for Teofimo Lopez. And kind of to go back on, on what I was talking about earlier about Virgil Ortiz, Virgil Ortiz is getting progressed the right way. He's giving the right opponent at the right time. 
I think Diego Magdaleno is the right opponent for Diego Lopez. Um, and the fact that they're fighting him so soon is is amazing because I mean we we the more we get to see a Diego Lopez the better we can see exactly if he really is the goods or if he's you know a, another dud. Um, right now he's looking like he's the goods. He's 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 a, at the top of his class right now, and and I really can't wait to see the kid and his Fortnite dance. Um, on the same card we actually get Oscar Valdez versus uh, Carmine Tomasone. Now remember, this is Valdez get back fight. This is the fight where Valdez gets rid of the cobwebs, but at the same time he gets rid of the demons. I can't wait to see how he does with his new trainer. You remember uh, Valdez was always trained by Manny Robles, uh, Legends Gym. Now he's being trained out of San Diego with Eddie Reynoso and, and you know, again Canelo's team. So can't wait to see they added some wrinkles to his game. Um, I know that, uh, at least in the interviews that I've seen from Eddie Reynoso, what he was trying to get rid of is um, not so much his aggressiveness, for, but for him to be thinking a little more in the ring, you know, a bit more defensive-minded, but at the same time, not to take the explosiveness that he has. So, really can't wait. It's going to be a fun card. Um, it's February 2nd is going to be great on ESPN. Um, but again, guys, this is it. Nice and short. Uh, 20 minutes of nonstop talk for myself is really a lot, uh, especially without an interruption, any type of feedback. So, again, if, you, if you've done so, so far, thank you so much. Remember, guys, please subscribe. Uh, leave your rating. Five-star rating is always best on iTunes. Um, this is available on YouTube as well. Uh, it's available on Spreaker speaker.com or speaker app this is available on spotify so please 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 download send share it to your friends family um but again nonetheless thank you so much for listening i really appreciate it all feedback is good feedback good or bad i i think everyone that sent me feedback so far um i've i've either implemented or i'm planning on, on using it yes i'm working on the intro it's gonna work uh, and hopefully I start getting you interviews with actual fighters soon. So hopefully we have something by the end of the week and uh, we can get going with this. Guys, thank you so much again. And this is the Mexican Boxing Guru Podcast. Enjoy the rest of your evening. Have a good one. Bye-bye.